All right. D Sports Racer. First ever to break two minutes. Two minute record breaker at Road America. And big surprise to Sean Heckman and I today. Scott Tucker, if you could describe this dinner with racers in one word, what would it be? Non-negotiable. Send it. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers Season 3. Here we are. I can't believe it's happening. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Sean Heckman. I am one of your hosts, Ryan Eversley. And we are literally concluding a 13,000-mile drive across 25 states. This is day number 34, and Ryan and I are headed uh, to the airport at Atlanta, where Ryan will head off to Las Vegas, I'll head home to Los Angeles, and that will conclude this season. And you're going to get 29 free episodes out of it. Uh, this episode will likely be one of the most talked about ones we have all year because we got the very reclusive Mr. Scott Tucker. Now, it's important to remember that while listening to this episode, we are not journalists. We are absolutely not journalists. And did, here's, I, did I mention we're not journalists? We're not journalists. Okay. Here's why we say that. So for those who don't know the story of Scott Tucker, Scott Tucker is, again, a very unique individual in motorsports, which is why we wanted to get his story. Uh, we had a very, very popular episode during season one called the Level 5 Special, told by engineer Jeff Brown. Uh, level 5 is based on the idea of taking a club-level race car and developing it to an exorbitant level, <laughs> way beyond the means of anybody else who's competing against, and, and it's kind of a ridiculous thing that makes it funny. Well, that was all funded by Scott Tucker. Scott Tucker is a very, very wealthy businessman who basically specialized in short-term loans, or what we know as payday loans. Level 5 was an extremely successful team in its own right throughout the final years of the American Le Mans series and then early into the beginning of modern IMSA in 2014, uh, before the team was shut down because Scott found himself under heavy fire due to a number of ongoing legal issues related to his payday loans. Literally, as we recorded this episode, uh, Scott was mid-trial with the Department of Justice in Wall Street for charges related to his businesses. Yet somehow, and this is no joke, mid-trial, like literally gets out of court, comes and meets with us in a restaurant in Wall Street uh, to just talk about what's going on. Now, this episode not only was incredibly interesting because of the guest, but also how we landed the guest. It kind of started a few months ago when Sean was texting with Scott Tucker, and he seemed very interested. He had listened to the show. He was well aware of who we were and what we had been doing, and apparently he's a fan. So as we got close to scheduling, we kept reaching out. He kept responding. Within, you know, two days of being there, we reached out. He said he was interested, but he'd get back to us, and it suddenly became a little harder to get in touch with him. Now, as this was happening, and we're getting closer and closer, we're seeing news articles pop up that he's in the middle of his trial, and so we're assuming that it's going to be impossible to get him. We drive through New York City to get to Stanford to meet up with Parker Kligerman. While we're with Parker Kligerman, we decide to reach out to Scott one last time in hopes of getting him. We don't hear back and we have to make the decision, are we gonna drive to California or are we gonna stay and wait? So we wait until about 8 p.m. on a Wednesday night and we say, okay, 
We didn't hear back. We might as well start driving to California. We make it about four hours outside of New York to a small town called Bedford, Pennsylvania. Stay for the night. Sean very smartly sets his alarm for 5.30 in the morning because that's when Scott would text us mostly, either right at 5.30 or right when he got out of uh, court <laughs> around 6. So Sean wakes up at 5.30, checks his phone, sees a text message from Scott Tucker. 5.31. Literally, I wake up one minute later. Bing! Text from Scott. Now, we had driven until about 1.30 in the morning after a really long day, so we're exhausted. So I don't even hear Sean's phone go off or anything. So Scott says, hey, yeah, you want to do dinner tonight? I'm like, oh, crap. Well, yeah. Uh, so I tell him, okay, I'll figure it out. But uh, I need to decide if we're going to do this because we're now four hours away. So I wake up Ryan <laughs> at 5.30 to say, like, hey, do you want to go back to New York and backtrack another five hours to make this happen? Which, I give Ryan a minute to wake up. Which means 10 hours. Yep. You know. Uh, Ryan very wisely agrees it's the right thing to do. We go back to sleep and then spend the rest of the day driving back to where we just were, uh, which means we have to drive back again to get back to California a couple days later. Anyway, bottom line is well, well worth it. We, uh, we get to New York. We meet with Scott. He's super charming, happy to sit down with us, talks uh, as freely as you would expect. Uh, and we kind of go from there. Here's a few key things to really, really stress. Uh, we will say this again, but we are not Dateline with racers. This is dinner with racers. And when we started this series, the whole idea was hearing what it's like to sit down and have dinner with people in the sport. So if you're gonna sit down with Scott Tucker, it's not about pushing an agenda on our side. It's not about grilling somebody or forcing a, a certain perspective or, or whatever it is that somebody else may have. We're not journalists. We want to know what it was like to sit down with Scott, hear his stories, get his side of it. And that's what we get. Uh, you're gonna hear great level five stories. We do ask the hard questions about what was going on with him at the time and how he feels about some of the public reaction. Uh, whether you agree with his answers or not is kind of not the point. The point is that you hear what he has to say. And, and basically that's about it. We do get some really, really cool stuff out of him. For example. We hear about how uh, Jeff Brown is a goddamn liar. Uh, he mentions how we got the exclusive. He mentions how to manipulate Sean through text message. And uh, generally that he just doesn't give a crap. And one final thing to note is that we actually decided to break this up into two episodes. Uh, the first one will be all racing oriented and the second one will be purely focused on his business and legal matters. Uh, the, the conversation has two very distinct tones and we felt like the best way to do justice to the dinner that we had and to do justice to the time that Scott gave was to just sort of separate the two and let them be two different tones. So if you want to hear racing and level five stories, this is the episode you want to hear. Uh, if you want to hear more about just the, the business side of things and the legal side of things and where he stands on all that, you may want to advance to the next episode. I highly recommend you listen to both because they're both really fascinating and he's a very interesting guy to hear talk. So uh, apparently this was National Apple Betty Day. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, none of us do. <laughs> Uh, but we headed out to uh, the full shilling in uh, Wall Street in Manhattan, which, by the way, it's an Irish bar run by real Irish people. Yeah, full accent, full everything. You name it. I had the uh, chopped cob salad, which I didn't realize this, but apparently Scott Tucker taught me this. You can have any salad you want at most restaurants chopped up for you, which I kind of like anyway. So that's going to be my new thing. Thanks, Scott Tucker. I had 
the chicken sandwich, which, by the way, Scott was a big enough fan to acknowledge that he knew that's what I wanted. I believe he ordered it for you. <laughs> and, of course, we got there, courtesy of a five-hour drive from Bedford, Pennsylvania, driven by Mr. Dario Franchitti. Seriously, I really, really need to pee. Come on. Don't care. Not a problem. Whatever. Not my problem. Not my problem. But uh, Dario drove this lovely Acura MDX, uh, which we couldn't be more appreciative of, as well as, of course, our sponsor, Continental Tire, and the Cross Contact LX Sport. All right, Scott Tucker. We're not journalists. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. What's going on? Hey. Good to see you again. Doing all right? What's going on, sir? How are you? Nice seeing you. Have a seat. All right. Is suspenders, the, is that the normal thing? For me, I don't like wearing belts. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, okay. Like Fair enough. The tie's coming off. Uh, the tie's coming off. He's getting loose. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, strap in. <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. By the way, congratulations, Mr. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I drove my wife's car out of this year. Okay. Oh wow. No shit. Oh wow. Well, yeah, yeah, like you, you blew me away Chicken. when I was like introduced. Like I sent you the text, like, hey, hey. And I was like, I was like, I don't know if you remember me from TRG days or whatever. And you're like, yeah, I love the show. And you're like listing episodes. <laughs> I mean, even at like 5 a.m. this morning, you're citing chicken, chicken sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Let's, let's get that on you. We'll, 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 we'll jump right into this. I'd actually wondered this like months ago or when it first came out, like if you'd heard like the level five special, but apparently you were getting phone calls about it like as soon as it came out. Uh, yeah, I, I believe I, yes, I do. Right. And, I, <laughs> and everybody was saying, hey, have you heard about uh, these guys on this, you know, radio show and they were talking right. to Brown and some guys and I said no. Right. And well, then they started sending me like the the specific clip uh, of okay. when it was because it was, I I think it he we, yeah we did so it's, normally we sit down for like every person is an episode right right so so it's like today is Scott Tucker you know a couple days ago it's Mario Andretti or whatever and uh, and that's it it's just sort of a self sustained episode and, and that's that but Jeff went on for quite a while and like everything he said was good and like we didn't want to make anybody listen through a three hour episode. Right. But he, we talked about level five for like a solid hour right, and a half. Right. Yeah. Like, well, let's just make that its own <laughs> right, thing, and we pulled right. it out, and I so that, that was that. Yeah. So, yeah. so, have you heard that that episode? Yes, I did listen to that while I was okay. driving to Colorado. Okay. Right. Was it all true? Well, there, there's a couple things in there that <laughs> that probably need a little more clarification. But okay. Uh, I don't really remember all of it, but sure. yeah, it seemed that way. Yeah. How yeah. much would you say you spent on that program? So the eSports race are very specific. Okay. Well, le we? let's let's get a couple things clarified about that. Okay. All right. Um, the eSports racer, it, it turned into this little project. Right. It turned into something bigger project. Yep. And at the same time, I bought West race cars. Yeah. Right. See, so you know, right. yeah, a lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't know that. And so when I bought West race cars, I had a pretty decent little management team that came in there. You know, they had all these great ideas, and 
of course, I'm sitting there go, okay, great. That's right. great. All right, we're going to do all that. Yeah. All right, all right, right. You guys go do it and sure. let me know what's going on. And so part of that was kind of bringing that D-Sports racer up. We wanted to win the SECA championship right. and set the record. Right. Because that was kind of a foundational piece to West. And so that was important for what we would call here the North America market. Right. And I had an engine guy back at our shop in, uh, at level five. And basically they were, if I remember correctly, they were motorcycle motors. Yeah, yeah. And so we bought like five of them. I mean, they were like 800 bucks a piece. Right. Sure. And so he just started ripping them apart and how do we make them faster and put a turbo and all this shit on them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you know, they, they just did what they did. Right, right. And then all of a sudden we've got this this thing's like an F1 car. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm in this little, <laughs> and we got to have like three engineers to right. start Just it. Right, computer going and, yeah, and all yeah. that. Normal stuff. So, yeah, yeah. So, but <laughs> at the end of the day, we accomplished what we wanted to accomplish. And right. I think I ran, we, we had to get under two minutes yeah. in. Yep. And when, and uh, I remember on the last lap of the race, or two laps, it started to rain. And I'm like, you know, just bring this home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And, well, you had uh, like a lap lead. So yeah. Back that off, so. I mean, it was just, you know, on the straights. I mean, it was just. Yeah. And I wasn't even, I just wanted the car to last. Yeah, right. right. You right, know, right. we just, you know, that's that's a one and done race. You needed right. 13 laps. Right. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You just want to finish. Right. So we did that. And at the same time, our prototype program, we were working with the guys in Canada, right. Multimatic. Yep. So. There was some synergy there, sure. and we kind of put all that together, and they helped a lot on it, and they brought a lot of value to it, right? Just because we're all working together on all these projects, yeah. So, um, yeah, it turned into a small project, it turned into a bigger project. At the same time, I bought West, so we kind of had this big business plan of, you know, we want to capture this thing in North America, right. kind of be your halo project, right? And, and yeah, you know, yeah. we were looking at doing the closed cockpit the LMP three uh, car. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, so we were, we were a little ahead of our time, but right. so that's what we did. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we, we did spend a little more money than expected, but it wasn't <laughs> not nearly what Brown said. Uh, it was, it, that, that's that we need a little clarification there. And I think that we got a lot of value from the guys from Multimatic. And if we you got a lot of value from it too. Yeah. You know, so, you know, if if you, if you would put a number on that, okay. Uh, I but yeah, it wasn't that much. Jeff, uh, you know what a what a fantastic guy. Yeah, the best. And I mean, he just he knew every little detail. And he, because when he got involved, he wasn't really involved. And then I said, well, we're going to do this. And so he started tinkering. And sure, right. And the next Doing thing you thing, know, he's yeah. a mad scientist. Can't leave it yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. He's in there. Have so. you seen his house? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's well, up on YouTube now? We did a whole. No, no. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. You know, it's uh, that's Jeff Brown. He was not only you know engineering, but he was, he was, he was coaching me from the pit. Right. Right. And you know we had telemetry, and I mean we we had it down to a science. Right. I mean we were looking for you know. For, for yeah, me, I know I was obviously the fastest guy out there. Naturally. I just wanted to be consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had it down on, you know, it, we just we had a good time, and <laughs> he was getting the. It, I was getting about all I could get. I mean, he right. he taught me how to save fuel. Right, right. And I mean, a lot of people don't understand that. No, not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, 
and all these little different techniques right. and all the the things that most people don't understand. Right. I mean, guys that like myself who had never raced before right. Right. and kind of jump into this well, I mean, pro. And you kind of started relative to most young guys. You started much later in life. I mean, according to the very reliable sources, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it said you didn't start racing until about 2003. Uh, um, what I started, th the first race I did was in 2006. Geez. And I was 44. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was yeah. 44. And the it was, I figured you guys were going to ask me this question. So I, I kind of went back in the memory bank. Um, it was a Ferrari Challenge, right? And I I went down to Palm Beach, and they've got this big Cavallino show yeah. in January. Yep. And so I'm you know I'm going through there and looking around, and this was the first year they came out with 430, and they had this brand new 430 out there, and so I went over to what's the what's the racetrack there? Thompson. No, 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 Palm no, Beach no. Raceway. Palm, yeah, 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 you know, formerly Marosa. where you walk over and there's yep. alligators. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, where you can crash and land in alligators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so we go over there, and I'm looking at this challenge car, and, you know, I've driven my Ferrari street car on the street, and I think I'm, you know, hey, I know what I'm doing. Like every guy in South Florida, right. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> get out there. Um, I think it was Nick Longy was driving Lawrence's Strolls, yeah. and and he had a brand new. He had the first one. And okay. It looked great, yeah, yeah. and I and, and I looked at him and I saw him come down. and I said, "Holy sh! This is serious. Right, right, <laughs> right. People can get hurt. Yeah, right. So I I said, you know, I want to do this. So I basically went and hired a coach, and I said, look, I just don't want to embarrass myself. All right, and and I'll do what's necessary. So. Away we went. And after the first year, I did the full season, and I kind of got hooked on it. Yeah. But And then Michael, and you could ask Brown this, my only goal in racing, really, at the very beginning, was just to win a Ferrari Challenge Championship. We got a story about this. Okay. All we right. got a story. Yeah, but I mean, we'll that, continue. That, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That, that, that was, that's how it all started. Well, to jump ahead a little bit, uh, we, we spoke to Jeff this morning. Okay, um, good. Just to sort right. of like, you know. Uh, what did he say? He goes, Tucker's getting on here? You kind of. <laughs> <right? He's> like, <laughs> you talk? That, we were saying that. <laughs> we, yeah. We've been saying this all day. Like, why is he doing this? But uh, more power to you. Well, you, uh, you know, you, you texted me and, you know, I... Yeah, I, 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 I like your show. That's, well, no, that's why I came on. Hey, we'll yeah, take yeah. it. It's, it's a busy week for you right now. Uh -huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I got a few things going on right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we noticed. We'll, we'll come back to that. But the huh. story that Jeff told us was that you guys are standing on the pit wall at Lamar, looking back into the garage. You've got your LMP2 cars. You've got your 35 to 40 people. Everybody's running around on the Friday, which is the day you rebuild the car before the big race. And you guys kind of look at each other, and apparently you say to Jeff, I just wanted to win the Ferrari Challenge Championship. What are we doing here? I said that to, uh, I've said that to a lot of the guys on the team all over the years. <laughs> right. And we kind of got away from that, and I didn't, I didn't get that goal. I mean, I, I, I won a Ferrari, I won a championship in SCCA a couple times, I think, in Ferrari, a couple times in Porsche. Yeah. But the Ferrari Challenge Championship, I never got it. And I won more races than anybody, but I never <laughs> won a championship. <laughs> right. So that is a true story. Okay. You know, as at Le Mans, there's a lot of setting around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're setting up on the wall, and it, we, 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 we always laughed about that. 
And it was like a joke. It was like, <laughs> well, really? For the record, uh, Jeff, I mean, despite everything going on, Jeff has is a very staunch defender of you and, and, and has nothing but good things to say about you, and he wanted to make, to make sure that you knew he's still down. For that if you want to go back for that Ferrari yeah, Championship, yeah, he's 100% yeah, in. I know. So, I know. know. The, uh, the World Championship last year was at Daytona. Yeah. And, you know, that would have been a great year for me because I've got more laps there than anybody. Yeah, right. You won and there in the big car. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, I mean, the, uh, you know, I just, you know, and because we've got a lot of competitors that come over from Europe. And I got more time there because typically we always go over to Europe. Yeah. And, you know, they, they race on those tracks all their time. Right, you know, right. And so it was always a, you know, we were at a disadvantage. But, yeah, it, was, it would have been a good, t- a bit, good yeah. time. But. Now, that, that time's coming. Yeah. So you you won a Rolex in 2014, right? You you wouldn't would you trade that for a Ferrari Challenge Championship? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Good okay. answer. Good answer. No. Right, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> the thing I got to ask first is, did you see the Bill Riley rap video? Oh yeah, yeah I did. You're okay. mentioned in it. I am. You th- okay? I'm gonna read you the lyric, and please don't punch me. All right. Because last year we tried to get with you, you were too busy. All right. The lyric is, I mean, uh, I've, I've seen all these like posters and shit you guys are doing. We're awful people. You, so he, he, I feel sorry for Bill. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, he's fine. He's doing yeah, fine. No, he's okay. Uh, the actual lyric I'm looking at now when I tell you this was Scott Tucker's on house arrest. We tried to get him as a guest. We thought he'd be great, but have no fear because we got Randy Lanier. So, okay. just so you know, that's yeah, out there. Right. So there's no like, hey, didn't mention the rap video. Well, I'm not on house arrest, but I'm, I'm oh no, cool. we just yeah. needed something yeah, no, to rap. No, no, no that's good. It, it was accurate, good. and we knew it was topical. And so, yeah, yeah. yeah, basically, what I'm saying is we're terrible people. So, um, I wouldn't say that. How are you here right now? I uh, I do a lot of business here in New York. Okay. So I'm up here on New York, and we do have some stuff in the court that we're doing. Right. But you know, I, no, I've done a lot of business in New York. Really? For okay, a long so you're time. like you're just doing your thing right now. I'm doing my thing, oh. and, and okay. you know, unfortunately, a lot of my stuff that I'm doing right now yeah. involves legal stuff. Right. So it's it's just part of my thing. Sure. So I'm doing all of it. Okay. I've got a lot of friends here, right. and the and at the same time, we do have some legal things that we're dealing with here. Right. So. So this morning, when when we traded text at like 5 a.m. or whenever the hell it was, that's right. Um, I'm like, Shit, I have no idea what kind of food you like. Right. And so I'm like, I'm looking at upscale stuff. I'm like, they're not gonna like podcasts. And you're like, I, I eat simple. I love chicken sandwiches. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I found this like little sushi place, and you're like, nah, not so much into that. And we talked to Jeff. He claims your favorite restaurant was Chili's. Uh, well, you know, a lot of the places we went to, right? There was Applebee's and right. Chili's. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's life on the road. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where we typically right. went. But actually, Popeye's chicken's my favorite. Oh, shit. I did not see that coming. Yeah, Popeye's. Popeye's. Yeah, so when you, you know, this morning, that's why I touched base with you, I said, We should yeah, have gone to Popeye's. Nothing fancy. <laughs> it would have been amazing. Yeah. No, I'm, so, like, fancy is not your thing? No. No. Uh, of our episodes, the Level 5 story is the most downloaded episode of our history of three seasons really because of just the outrageousness of the d-sports racer and we were kind of wondering really huh. at any point did they come to you with like a hey we could do this and you're like guys calm down no. There, no. there was never it, like you a, know it, it actually within the rules and that was the great thing about secca <laughs> it's a two-page rule book <laughs> well you know in in racing and like business and things there you race the rule book. Right. Yeah, yeah. right. That's what you do. Absolutely. Sure. And that particular series, I mean, it's you, it, you can go, 
You can yeah, go crazy. you got a page in the <laughs> yeah. rule book. You can Did go they come to me on that one and say, no, I, it, it's a personality disorder? <laughs> <laughs> because the, the, the goal was to win because right. that was a foundational piece of the race car manufacturing company. And so, and you know, that word traveled around because you guys know in racing, unless you win, yeah. Th yeah. Th you have to lay that rate, that winning foundation. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it as a cost of doing business. The way Jeff describes the story, um, and you've already called him a dirty liar, but the way that <laughs> Jeff describes the story, uh, you know, they did the initial sim runs and shakedowns with Colin, and then you sort of showed up. Mm -hmm. what, what was that first reaction when you saw that car? Because well, it might have been like, what the f*** did you guys do? Like, <laughs> no, what because, did you do? Because yeah. it was, uh, was kind of one of those things. It's like, what's underneath the hood? Right. Because the car, it... It still looked the same, right. but it had sure. a couple little different things. Right. And, um, yeah, Colin and Jeff, they did all the testing and right. all that. So I was very fortunate. I just sure. showed up, strapped yeah, in, and said, you know, tell us what you think. Right. Was that the first time you've ever been scared in a car? No. 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 Didn't bother you? No. Uh -uh. No, because it was uh, – it, it could go extremely fast in a straight line, and then, you know, you really had to, you know, it obviously couldn't corner. It's like turn one at, Ro at uh, Road America. I mean, it would just, it would just, it would just fast. It braked pretty good, um, but it, w it had a lot more horse, it had a lot more horsepower than it should have. It was something like 350 horsepower, and it weighed, oh, I think, 900 it, it, pounds it was, without a driver. Yeah, it was something, it was like, yeah. and I think they had it up to 390, and they dialed it back. <laughs> You know. Well, you know, you got to make yeah. it last. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, they and they tweaked with that, and we we were fortunate. We had a dyno and all that, right. and I mean, they just they were they went crazy on it. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, you know, um, it's it's common in motorsport for a guy with the means to fund programs to come in, and you know, there's an old term, three and out. Like they come in, they want to spend some money, they think that's the key to success, and yeah. then they're like, oh, I'm not getting the results, or I got my win. Three years later, I'm I'm out the door. Mm -hmm. We we see, I mean you've oh, seen these guys yeah. come go. We have. Um, do you feel? Did people treat you with kid gloves at all in that regard? I mean, because level five was was in for the long haul. The the way you guys yeah, were, were we doing were. it, but uh, uh, but like Bill Riley is a perfect example. Uh, yeah. Bill was telling when we asked him if he'd ever heard this this D Sports Racer story, you know, two years ago. Um, he looked at it and kind of laughed because looking at what he thought you guys wanted to develop the program. He's like, that's way too expensive. He's they're like, never, they're never going to go for he this. He said so. he didn't want to give you the number because you were already a customer of his on the prototype side. Right. And he didn't want to offend like you. Like insult you. And, <laughs> right. and clearly that wasn't the, the issue at all. And I mean, now he's very bitter about it. <laughs> <laughs> we literally said, do you know what a D-Sports racer is? And he knew we were going. He went, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a thing here. <laughs> but, I mean, did, did, the first few years, did you feel like people were trepidatious to sort of say, like, well, this is really what it's going to be to – to get this kind of program the way you want. Well, what I learned when I got into this was everybody told you a low number. <laughs> right. And you knew it was going to be higher. Yeah. And, I mean. Now, you and I met in 08 with TRG. Right, okay. <laughs> so, right. I don't, uh, how dare you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think he just goes with the territory. Sure. But, you know, I understand how the business works. Right. And it, especially if you've got a customer or something. Um, you you want to bring this illusion that you can do it for this, right? And it never, and but once you get in, you can't get out. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, right. it's like oh, I just so, I don't think I was that naive in the beginning, 
And I knew to win, like in anything, it takes commitment and it takes resources. And it's not so much as cash, but I'm talking about intellectual resources. I mean, I'm talking the entire package. Right. Well, so. and back to back to Jeff. That Jeff is such a huge defender of you, and and that's the thing he kept saying. It was never about well, let's just throw more money at no. it. That it was always about him and and David and and the guys that sort of ran the program. That that you you just wanted the right people in each place. Efficient, right? Eff really effective, right? You know, it's like yeah, we need to spend some money, but how how do we do it the most efficiently and the most effective? And you know, we looked at the you know we we it was more of a it was it was like a. It was a business decision. Sure. I mean, we looked at all the factors, we, and that's how we approached a lot of that stuff. It wasn't just like, <laughs> oh, I want to just race, you know, and do yeah. something crazy. Because when we built Level 5, it was for long run. Yeah. That, that, that was, we had a fully integrated marketing team. Right. I, I mean, it was, it was from ground up, and it was built like that yeah. for a specific reason to bring on customers down the road. But in order to do that and do that successfully, you have to win. So you had yep. to build that, you, you know, you build that. It's like building a business. Yeah. No different. So I'll defend the understanding of that. But then when I saw one day you guys had uh, the lights over the cars that they had in the, in the awning. Yeah. You guys had taken the, the aluminum cases off, had them molded, and then they were carbon fiber. Right. And I thought, okay, that's just, that's just showing off. Right. Because no one has carbon housings for their lights over the cars. Is that because you're like, no, I want it? No, that's not really <laughs> it. All right. The, uh, David, you know, he was. And this is just to be, this is David Stone yeah, we're David talking Stone. about. Yeah, David yeah. Stone. He, uh, he was an incredible craftsman, very yeah. big eye for detail. Sure. I mean, we oh, did yeah. a lot of different things. And we, we, had, we had the resources in-house to do a lot of that stuff. So it was really, you know, fit it in right. and yes. do a prototype and let's do it. And that's kind of how all that worked out. Right. Right. And, you know, I didn't monitor him. Sure. In, in, uh, so we, we did it. And we wanted a good-looking present. Again, this was building a business. You were transporting in forklifts to build the sort of yeah, the paddock that, set yeah, up. I, mean, that's I didn't know about that until I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is that what we have to do? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He goes, yeah. I mean, it was like a museum every time right? I walked by. And, right. Well, that was the concept when it, it finished was we wanted to kind of look like uh, an auto dealership. If you remember, okay. the folding glass yep. and at night and the yeah. lights. And that was my idea because a lot of my, my office was like that. Yeah. I mean, it was all glass. Folding, so that was kind of the concept. It probably got a little bit out of hand. <laughs> what do you mean? But, but it was more, it was, it was probably more on the setup. Sure. But, but the stuff, once we built it, once we built the forms, I mean, it was. It's kind of a fixed cost. Yeah. It's right. I mean, it was. Right. Yeah. And again, it was building a business. And we wanted to attract customers down the road to come right. and, and race with us. And uh, like, you know, any kind of uh, factory program, sure. I mean, if we were able to sustain this without all this government interference, we, I would have had your, yeah. your project. And, you know, look at uh, Yoast. Yeah. Been racing forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, huge programs, got great team. I mean, I'm not trying to compare ourselves to them, but probably in the early days when he was actually racing, sure. building, same thing. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I came in a little later. And, but that was, that's, that's, you know, that's what I want to do. You know, you can go buy a professional football team, basketball team, hockey team. Right. 
but you don't get to go out there and play quarterback for exactly. half Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> and, and you say you were, like, you look at all this as sort of a business startup. When you say business, what was the model that you were going after, like a factory program yeah, yeah, no. or, or what, a customer what program? We, what the goal was, was to build the infrastructure. Right. You know, sound. Right. And then you had to go win. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you got a bunch of fancy trucks. And you pull in, but you know you, your your shit's not together. That, yeah. that ain't gonna work. Yeah. So it was it that was and our first customer program really was when uh, uh, Sweetler and those guys came. Yeah. At yeah. 14, for right. And we win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In a different type of car, we go from prototype to GT. Right. So my our formula worked. And uh, we were off to the races after that. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Sorry, the pun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, we we mentioned the, the government interference. Um, when you left IMSA, basically post Daytona, the finish at Daytona 2014 yeah. was extremely <laughs> controversial. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, uh, you're given the you're given the win, and then it's taken away, and then it's given back right. in the middle of the night. And How would you guys felt about that? Yeah. How did what? How would you felt about that? I mean, Pissed. I mean, you've been running Daytona programs for five years. Right. And always, like, super all-star deals. Right. You know, it's right. like Ryan Hunter Ray's in the right. car this year, yeah. Sebastian yeah. Bourdais. Yeah. And so, like, clearly this was a race you wanted to win. So the fact that you finally get the win, but it's done sort of under the cloak of darkness in a way. That it's like at midnight, and you're just like, here you go. And, you yeah, know, no. it's an yeah, empty. Right. You know, that, no, I, I, I already left. Been, sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, so, yeah. that was, I already left, and they actually went up there and took a shot, like, yeah, one in the morning right. and all that. But, right. hey, you know, that's. Like I say, that's racing. Right. Yeah. Um, the when kind of the the team removed themselves from IMSA, obviously it was it was coincidental with all the things that were going on right. in terms of government changes. Right. Um, there was a lot of bad words stated about IMSA when you guys left because of that that sort of controversy, and you felt that uh, maybe IMSA wasn't quite where you wanted to be at that point. Um, would you say the closing of the program had more to do with the government stuff that was going on, or, or more to do with the true uh, anger at IMSA? No, it was. Uh, you know the the government interference that you know that rained down on me sure. out of really it just it, and it just it just kept coming um, that that's really what's the predominant factor I mean we still had a, a team after that and we still uh, it slimmed down quite a bit we did a lot of Ferrari challenge stuff and uh, we did it very successfully all over the world we and but uh, yeah it just you know it just it's like a death by a thousand cuts. You know, just boom, boom. So I kept the team together as long as I could. And, uh, you know, I was fortunate. I had a lot of strong guys that stuck, stuck right. with us. And we still right. had a, a – but, you know, we weren't at the level where we were, at, you know, at prototype and really the, more the endurance stuff. A lot of stuff was going on at the time. You know, there was government changes. There was a lot of investigations going on. Would you say it was the fact that the business kind of had to stop operating, so therefore the income stream wasn't coming nope. in, or that you had to sort of, for appearances' sake, kind of get rid of yeah, all this stuff? Yeah, that's uh, you know, my attorneys and everybody said, dude, get out of this. Dude. Yeah, right, right. Go to Mexico. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, to your point, you know, sort of the scandals you were involved in were so exposed and so high profile. The idea that this guy's running around with a race team, given well, the, the all right, businesses so, so, you were in. So let's think about that. Sure. Okay. So you call it a scandal, you know. I've been in business with my clients for over 25 years. And then this particular uh, administration all of a sudden decides, you know what, we don't like this. So, hey, who's the biggest guy in the business? There he is. And it's like, 
uh, you know, so would I be going all over the world, racing my cars and doing things like if I'm, <laughs> you know, you know, running, running easy some to find. huge criminal enterprise, but, oh, you know, it, it doesn't even make any sense. And I think people can understand that. I, I And most people, and if you talk to Brown, we, we were building a business, and that's what it takes. And, uh, uh, you know, winning championships and doing all the necessary things. So whether you want to say it was, you know, waving a big flag or something, we just, that's just, that's just how I do things, you know? You go big. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at some of my other business, it's about the same thing. It just yeah. wasn't racing. There's a lot of media scrutiny. People, I mean, there's reporters coming to the racetracks. Yep. How difficult was it dodging sort of media people in the middle of the track who weren't there for a car you know, race? They, I kind of got used to it. Sure. And some of them get up in your grill a little bit. Right. But, you know, fortunately, I, I had to hire a security guy. Yeah. And he just, he just, he kind of, yeah, he just he took care of all that. And I didn't want to do that, but that's what I had to do. And uh, do you have any stories of like a fake out, like a guy shows up as a pizza delivery guy <laughs> or any of that nonsense? <laughs> uh, I, I, there was there was a funny story. And uh, I think we were at Laguna and, you know, we had some rabid reporter come up and, you know, up in my face and want to do a bunch of story. And we're up close to the uh, the hauler. And, you know, I've got. 50 guys there that would f***ing kill for me. Right, right, right. <laughs> and I mean, they don't look like, you know, little Bo Peep. <laughs> and I told Ken, I said, just push him in the back. And so I kind of go up there, and, and um, this guy, you know, he's wanting to answer a bunch of questions. Sure. And I told him, just come on in. And <laughs> Here we he, go. He was actually smart enough to kind of like, hmm, yeah. I don't think so. Because we're going to come on in, and we'll see if you have a camera and stuff when you leave. Okay, just, and so then you can tell your friends, you know, write your little stories, take your little pictures, but don't, don't, don't come up and get my face. So, I mean, that's probably the biggest story. Actually, a lot of my team members, you know, they, they did a great job. They took care of it. And, you know, I had some big guys on my, on yeah. my team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, I mean, they, you know, they, they, they didn't let anything happen to me. Right. I was, I was very lucky. Right. Yeah. Because you did so many things with your racing, I mean, you got you would go to a racetrack and you would have a Ferrari Challenge car, an IMSA Cup car, mm -hmm. a P2 car. You're racing literally every right. class you could. Right. How difficult was it for, let's say, a Jeff Brown or, uh, you know, David Stone to come and say, hey, what about trying this car? Like, was it like they knew you would go, oh, I want to drive that too? No, you're doing IMSA that, that, that was never any of their ideas. That was my oh, idea. Oh, really? You were the one yeah. going, I want to drive. Yeah, 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 definitely. And there's a couple reasons behind that. Um, as you'll t talk to most guys, your most valuable commodity is your time. Uh -huh. Okay? So, you go to a weekend, you've got this amount of time. Okay? So, in, you know, in racing, you set around a lot. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was the one thing that drove me crazy when I first started. It's like, whoa. It was the hurry up and wait nature. Of it. All oh, and the cars broke. Two hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right, oh, right, right. right. <laughs> and, and it's just like, okay, you're sitting there, oh, I'm out this session. And then all of a sudden, the weekends went by. So that was probably the genesis, you know, the, the foundation of that. And it's like, okay, if I'm going to go do this and try to be decent at it, I gotta, I gotta utilize my time. You know, I've got a business, family, and all this. So going to an IMSA weekend, 
you know, you can do GT3 Cup, you can do the big race, you can do IMSA Lights. Yeah. And so I had this great idea, well, I'm just going to do them all because <laughs> I'm right there because of my time. In so. terms of building the business, if, uh, God forbid, if something happened and driving became not an option, but the, the means to fund the program were still there, would you have kept doing it? Uh, that was part of our business plan um, as we were moving into more of customers because what I was going to do was I was going to do more of the long races and then I was going to help augment some of my, my pay drivers that come in and, but still be part of the program but not drive all the time. And the, uh, you know, I, I had a different idea on the model on about uh, sponsorship and winning and, uh, uh, you know, I don't want to, you know, some, maybe some bonuses for winning and stuff like that. I was bringing in more of a, Kind of an incentivized. Yeah, yeah business yeah. concept to okay. it. And you know, there's some guys that understood that. They kind of like that. Sure. Yeah. What driver, and I demand names, <laughs> um, was the most shameless about, I mean, you're a well-presented, well-run, well-funded program. Uh-huh. What, which driver was the most shameless trying to get in? Because you were really loyal to your guys. You know, yes. Bushy was with you forever. Absolutely. Uh, Ed Zabinski, even when yes. he wasn't driving, you, yeah. you, know, you kept him on. Yeah. Uh, who was... Who was the worst? Was it Ryan D.L.? Was it Ryan D.L.? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talked to him a couple times. I'm sure you did. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know. How dare you? I, no. I really don't know. I really don't know. Um, because most people didn't approach me. Sure. They sure. approached other people. Yeah. Like David or Jeff and, but or somebody. The, and then they would never approach me. David had a pretty high standard on who he wanted to come race with us. Clearly, very, by his very, chosen drivers, very I Very high standard. Yeah. And uh, so unless he vetted them and it really got down to that, yeah. then I didn't even really hear about it. You know, I'd see him in the – but I, everybody in the paddock, they kind of – they. You know, they didn't come up and you were trying to grab on me. I mean, right. I, I was fortunate. I, I just, they just didn't. They, you know, they, they kind of knew the, the chain of command right. that we had there, and that's what they did. And, uh, you know, when I came to a race weekend, you know, everybody goes, well, you're doing this for fun. It, it kind of turned more into, it was serious. At the level you participated no, 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 at. It, there was, they, I would argue that. That was not, there was, you know, it was get up and you know i started my day before most anybody else because yeah, I, we, I got we, the proof yeah we were we were <laughs> we were you know you got to be here i i had a guy that worked for me yeah. and i mean he he was ready with my helmet i mean it, it it it's that's the only way you could do it right you know but you also say that like people wouldn't approach you and i would say hands down it's because you're intimidating as <laughs> um, and, and and I say that, I mean, like, we've met once, but not really. And, and uh, you know, but even coming in here, we're like, F how's this going to go? And and, uh, and yet two minutes in, we're immediately comfortable. Right. But to, to hear your name and to sort of look at you from a distance, I mean, you're, you can be an intimidating dude. Well, it was serious. We weren't there to make friends. Right. Right. We were there for it, it was it was it was a it was it was serious. Right. It, we were there to win. Right. And uh, a lot of guys that hang around the paddock. I don't want to say it's f off time, but it, it's. Uh, it, do you know some of my clients? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, um, I yeah. look at some of their tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's. What are you saying? <laughs> so, but no, we were we had a we had a serious agenda. Sure. Yeah. And so, sure. Um, and I approach it like that. Okay. So that 
I think I know the answer then because we, we had a business proposition for All right. you. You're yeah. going to make tens of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's a losing we, proposition. We've noticed your Twitter is not very active. Can we take it over? <laughs> Can we run the Scott Tucker Twitter account? <laughs> hey, what are you going to pay me? Ooh, oh, there it is. Well, we got uh, we got dinner tonight. Dinner. Um, <laughs> you know what? I like my Twitter fine. It's, it's, it's just right. good the way it is. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. All right. Yeah. Okay. You, you're a really qualified person to talk about this. So you raced P2 cars at sort of the end of the ALMS uh -huh. era. Uh -huh. um, and, I mean, a lot of times P2 cars either had you were the only one entered or there were only a yes. couple of cars. <laughs> did you, like when you see your win count, does there a side like, eh, I don't know, um, or, or do you not care? Well, you know, that was, w when we started that, it's like, well, we're going to have five or six cars. Right. Great. Well, I'm bringing two. Right. All right. <laughs> right. Oh, right. Right. where's everybody Where else? Go? Right, right, right. <laughs> Atherton <laughs> called me one time in Colorado. He goes, well, why aren't you coming to the race? I said, well, <laughs> there's nobody else there. He goes, but, but that wasn't our deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, uh, I, you know, so the uh, kind of in that, that pro-am category. Right. Uh, that suited us. Um, well, and so that's actually my question yeah. where I was going with this is, you know, driver rankings are. are a yeah, that, that's ridiculous. Oh, you think they're ridiculous? Ridiculous. I love it. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's ridiculous. You're an AM that raced in prototypes. Huh? Um, and did you ever care whether there were AMs or not in your category? No. You wanted to race Sebastian Bourdais and, and all these I, guys. I, when, I, I, when I was in WC, right. you know, I, I feel very fortunate. I raced with all those guys. Right. I can still remember at Spa racing with them. I mean, I, you know, I was a P2 car. I was in this big dice with all these P1 cars. Nice. And I'm just sitting there watching these guys. I'm going like, these f***ers are good. Right, right. I'm going like, wow. You know, I mean, I, you learn so much by watching what they do. Yeah. And, you know, it, but so, no. Right. You know, I hear all this controversy. You know, I remember talking to Elkins one time. He goes, this is the hardest part of my job, all this ranking. And I go, well, I'm glad I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> you know, and pro racing is pro racing. You know, right. if you want to race pro, <laughs> step right. up. Step on up. But that's actually, that's an interesting point because John Pugh, Mark Patterson, they were happy just to sort of be gentlemen drivers. Uh -huh. And and that was that. Yeah. Whereas you're like, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna do my own thing. Yeah. Now, is that, I, I, my guess is that this is because you like running businesses uh, and you saw the opportunity. But is it that, or is that you ran with customer programs and said, no, I don't, I don't like not knowing where things are going with my money or whatever? All the above. Okay. But, again, if you go spend your time there, I mean, you want to have some control over it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you're, I had two little girls at the time. Sure. And one of the biggest things I had was when I come home, I have some trophies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Daddy, yeah, where yeah. are the trophies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Oh, <laughs> I mean, because like you've sure. been on all weekend, Dad. What, right. What'd you do? Well, we could make those. <laughs> They're a lot cheaper just to make. So. <laughs> well, you are right about that. <laughs> you are right about that. How long are you in New York, by the way? I usually hear a week, a month, something oh, like wow. that. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. It just it just depends on what's sure. going on. What would you? What is your full time residence at this point? I live in Aspen, Colorado. Right. In Kansas. Okay. And you just try yeah. to go between yeah. wherever and I, it is. I, I don't spend, you know, I spend most of my time there. Yeah. So you probably are like the guy about barbecue, right? 
Like, you know barbecue. Uh, you know, in Kansas City, believe it or not, we do have a couple uh, different type of barbecue restaurants yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard. Real ones. Yeah. What is what is the Tucker family barbecue like? Oh, uh, like when the family it, gets together? Yeah, you know? like, yeah. I'm guessing it's not posh. <laughs> Just like everybody else. It's, it's fair the enough. suspenders, but no shirt, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of beer? Um, I don't drink a lot of beer, but when I drink it, I like Bud Light Lime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever watched uh, John Oliver? You know, I don't. I don't care for that guy. He's. Uh, he's. He's. I just don't care for him. No. All right. We talk about judge a character. Um, it's very common for guys uh, with the means to come into the sport, and you say it's all about finding the right people, which I agree with, and I think anybody in racing would agree with. But sometimes finding the right person is not always the easiest solution. You, you, you have what you think is your guy looking after you and quickly you realize <laughs> he either doesn't know what he's doing or he's taking your money or uh -huh. whatever it is. But I mean, you linked up with a guy like David Stone fairly early from my interpretation of the uh -huh. timeline. Uh -huh. um, is that a skill you have, you think, of just sort of identifying people? You know, it's a good question. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I interviewed some very ho high profile people. I'm not going to mention their names sure. in the sport today. Ryan some team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flying Scott, huh? Uh, Razzle Dazzle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Stone wasn't, you know, he wasn't a profile name. So, you know, I, I took that really serious and I, and I interviewed those. It probably took me about three months to decide no who's going to run my team. Right. right. And, and this was, at this point, you already had sort of the vision of how you yeah, to grow it. Yeah, I had the vision, but yeah, I didn't yeah. have any. I said, this is what I want to do. Right. So I said, I need someone to execute this. Right. So I did talk to quite a few people and pretty high pro people sure. you all know. Okay. Sure. I mean, and I mean, they were, and I chose him. Interesting. And it was the best decision I ever made. Yeah. So to answer your question, do I have a knack for that? I guess the, the real answer is, is that I've made so many mistakes over the years that I'm getting better at it. So David Stone unfortunately passed away due to complications with cancer right. a couple of years ago. The word is that as soon as it came up, you were the first person to step up and offer help in any way possible. Hmm? That accurate? Uh -huh. yeah. I mean, we were told like weekly visits to the Mayo Clinic and, and you don't have to get into any details you don't want to, but it sounded like he didn't have to worry about no. this kind of problem. No. Which no, is, and, and I mean, I didn't do all that, but sure. he did a lot of that sure. in advance. But, uh, you know, his widow, I mean, she's great friends. In fact, she's at my house in Kansas City right now. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, okay. we're great friends, and right. she comes and stays with us, and right. she we vacation together. Yeah, but, right. uh, you know, David and I, we formed a, a very unique relationship over those years and very mutual respect and admiration. And he was a great friend, and, you know, you can ask all my friends, i do anything for them. Right. The shop was based uh, in, in Wisconsin. Uh-huh. How often would you be up there? Would you ever? You know what? It's funny. People <laughs> ask me. I know this is going to sound really weird. We had 60,000 square feet. Mm -hmm. It was, it was state-of-the-art. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, for, we had everything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, we heard. Yeah. <laughs> Had a carbon shop, yeah. uh, dyno, uh, engine shop, all that stuff. Um, right. I've maybe been up there like three times. Did your wife ever look at the expense and go, what? No. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I understand it's an investment, but at a certain point. It wasn't that. It was more the time. Sure. But, you know, my wife's not really involved in my business, so. 
you know, I mean, my wife took care of our, you know, she takes care of our family and our house and things like that. But, uh, but yeah, she, <laughs> Ferrari Challenge was okay. But <laughs> <laughs> right. But, but <laughs> right. what's, what's this you're going to Europe for two weeks. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, right. whoa, you know, and then, you know, so it just, it's like, ah, oh, it, you know how it is. You know, no, you know how guys are at racing. <laughs> I, uh, and it's like, I just got to go over here for a little bit. We have different problems. Yeah. You, and I. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's uh, like my brother said, he goes, well, you know, when you married her, it wasn't in the brochure. You're going to be a race car driver. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Okay, so you're the first billionaire on the show, right? <laughs> I would say so. Right? Yeah, probably. I mean, we had <laughs> we had Mario Andretti on the other night. I don't think he's a billionaire, but he's doing he's really doing, well. He's doing just fine. <laughs> um, at one point, you'd see a picture online every now and then of like a of a shot from inside the level five garage. You know, like. Uh, like you guys would announce a driver or something, and they'd have like a seat fitting photo, and in the background you would see a rack of cars. Uh -huh. I, I think you probably could have put on the greatest North American sports car prototype race on your own at any individual point if you wanted to. All the cars you buy for racing, what's the one that you were like, that's the best thing I've ever gotten in? That's, that's a great question. That is, just that is a great time. question. Believe it or not, it was probably one of my 430 Ferrari Challenge cars. Yeah. Because it didn't have all the electronic yeah. stuff on it. It was still, you had to drive it from a GT car. Right. Sure. Even better than the uh, GTD car. Yeah. Uh, prototype. Um, I still like the open cockpit. You know, sure. I had a couple closed cockpit. But, right. uh, you know, that Honda that I had, yeah. that, that, you know, and the great thing about that was is that even though Worth, just clear, this is the old ARX. ARX. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Worth did the, uh, but you know there was no like, well it's this chassis manufacturer and this engine manufacturer. It's, you'd always got that. Well, it's that you know, right, right, this right. is all together. Yeah. I mean, when you really looked at it, it was beautiful. Yeah. It just, it just, it looked like a, you know, a jet fighter, right, race car. Yeah. 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 What, fair. what's the race that got away from you? Uh, okay, that's a good one. One that I remember the most. Uh, believe it or not, was uh, I was actually racing for our challenge at Watson's Glen, and it was the last race of the 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 before we went to Europe for the championship. And I was racing this guy that I raced for a long time, uh, Enzo Potolicchio. Yeah, oh, great yeah, driver. Yeah, yeah. 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 and I mean we had a we yeah. uh, two or three years. I mean we were we, it was it was on. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. he was great. <laughs> I mean we had a fierce competition. Was he kind of like the rival you looked to? Oh, he's yeah. also a gentleman guy, but he's yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, so, last lap of the of the race, and I don't remember the turn, but it's the left hander before you get in the right hander to yep. the uh, the finish line. Yep. And I did have a run on him. He opened the door a little bit on me, and you know if that turn, you can go way wide out there. Right. And I said, we're going. <laughs> <laughs> and because I figured if I got around him up before the next turn, and I got up next to him. Right. It's my race. Yeah. Last lap. He'd been blocking me pretty well. Yeah. You know, just part of racing. And so I did have a run, and I could have made the pass. It, it, it was it was sitting there, and I just didn't go wide enough, and the car spun on me. I, uh, I just, but, okay. you know, I just didn't so go out. I just didn't go out far it. enough because right. you can go way out really right, wide yeah. there. Well, you know, probably where you're not supposed to be was the last. And, and I, I, and so 
I can still remember that was for weeks that haunted me. It's like, God yeah. damn it. <laughs> I like that it's, you've run Lamar, you've run Daytona, yeah. but it's turn 10 in a Ferrari Challenge race. That right. Well, you know, th that, that's one of those races where, you know, you know it's, it's all you. You know, there's, not, there's nobody else yeah. in there. Right. Um, you know, when I raced it, like, for example, Sebring, when we ran two cars, uh, you can ask Brown. I mean, first couple of years, I ran both cars minimum time. It was three and a half hours each car. I, I was driving seven, or almost eight hours, depending on how the right at Sebring. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know many people. I don't know anybody who's done that. No, we used to. We used to joke that you were probably the the fittest guy in the sport because yeah. you were driving more than anybody. Yeah. I had a I had a guy I worked out with full time. Sure. You know, at home and actually come to races with me. Oh, cool. And we we sport specific train for racing. Yeah. Well, that's sort of like us. I'm his personal trainer. Right. On I the can road. tell. Yeah. You can see. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you guys are awesome. <laughs> really keep me down. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. I can tell. How old do you think Sean is? 35. <laughs> the liar. You're such a dirty liar. How Everybody's dare. 35, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. No, I'm 33. <laughs> you actually are. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please believe me. Uh, do you know Parker Kligerman? Do you know that name? Who? Parker Kligerman. So we do a pass-along question. We had lunch with him yesterday in Stamford, Connecticut. And his pass-along question for you was, have you ever lost? Because guys like you never seem to lose. And I think he was speaking to your bigger oh, picture okay, of, of life. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. Um, uh, well, sure, I've lost at some things. But uh, we try to give it our best effort to win. Uh, good question, though. Yeah, How question. are you when you lose? Pardon me? How are you when you lose? Some people are just nightmares. And, I mean, this, this doesn't have to be about racing. This can no, be no, like you no. didn't get That's the deal you question. wanted. Or and, you know, early, probably earlier on when I was younger, yeah. you know, I wasn't able to put it in the rear view sure. as quick as I – but a little older now, you know, just you just got to – sometimes those things happen. Right. And the, the quicker you can put it in the rear view and start looking forward, the better off you are. Yeah. And, I mean, it's like, like now. Right. It's almost – so th that would be my answer or advice. So on uh, Monday in Los Angeles, which we are going to drive to tonight, uh, nonstop. No. Yeah. Uh, well, we have a couple days ahead of us. Yeah. We're going to be meeting with Jeremy Shaw. If you could think of any question to ask Jeremy Shaw, what would it be? <laughs> you know, I, th I think I sponsored one of his drivers one time. Uh, I can't I, I, I think we did something with him. Um, what would I ask him? I mean, he is a fixture. I mean, he's a dedicated. He's he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he just he's opened the door for so many guys. Yeah. Um, I. What are you gonna do when you quit messing around with racing? <laughs> At this point in your career with motorsports, but also the, your current situation uh -huh. with all your business stuff. Right. Who else are you going to sit down with and do interviews with? People are just shocked. I mean, talking to you guys. We right. are shocked. Yeah, yeah. You're well, I know. Like, because, <laughs> you know, I, I, I thought I with Sean when he texted me. I got right back to him. He was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. This guy never talks to anybody. You, like, well, you won. You completely won. I did. Because that's 100% yeah, what happened. I, I like, I holy bet. He's like, <laughs> right. Right. Look, look, look. Jesus Christ. 100% accurate. You, could, you yeah. could go on this you, trip with us. You are yeah. a judge of character, my friend. Yeah. So, so that was uh, – that I when you said it to me, I was thinking, like, because I've gotten 
texts from every. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And I don't, you know, yeah. I go dark. But I like the show. And most, you know, over the years, I'm not big on interviews. And, um, you know, and, you know, a lot of my attorneys, they don't, they won't be talking to anybody. Right. But this is, you know, th there's some business stuff involved in here, but this right. is more about my passion for the sport and racing right. and just us talking about that stuff. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm not afraid to talk about the other stuff, but that's just what this is. So right. if you, if you guys experience what I've experienced, which I hope you never have to, or anybody does, you just, you can't run for cover. Right. And, you know, especially when you get the racing part of it in it. It's right. like, you know. Well, here, so visible. Here, yeah, yeah, here I'm just, I'm just doing what I like to do. Right. I mean, I could have been scuba diving. Right. You right. drove an Audi at Le Mans right. with the R10 for Coles Racing. Huh? Yep. Could that, be wrong in my history, but that might have been the last customer Audi. It was. Yeah. Okay. I was the only American to ever drive it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was the only American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know who got me that ride was Bushu. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he called me. It's caught. <laughs> he goes, I have a deal. No. Uh, and, you know, that was the first time I went to Le and And obviously I was going with him because he was a, you know, he knew everybody, a veteran. Yeah. And he wanted to make sure we got in a fast car. He didn't want me in a GT car. He said, no, no, no. He goes, I want you in a car. And, you know, either other guys will be passing you, but you're going to pass almost everybody. And this was 2010. Yeah, I think so. You've been racing for like four years. Yeah. yeah. It was 2010 because the same yeah. year we started the PC program. Right, right. And, you know, I, I was getting used to PC cars. Pretty fun to drive. Yeah. And I get in this diesel. Yeah. I mean, it With was. a million pounds of torque. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, 5,000 RPM, you had to shift it, and wow. you couldn't yeah. hear it, and it, the cockpit was, I like mean. the car. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it wasn't, it yeah, looked cool, but really? it wasn't, it just, it wasn't that, I mean, it was just. I mean, was, your face says it was not a fun thing. Oh, it, yeah. it really was, because, right. you know, I just got out of the PC car, and I get over here, and I'm thinking, oh, this thing's going to be great. Yeah. It's not naturally aspirated or anything, and. It's just it's it's built for one race. And that's Le Mans. It's a tank. Yeah, I right. mean it just right. you know it just keeps going and going and going. You know you yeah. hit anybody and just keep going. Yeah, had good it had good grip and the Porsche curves and stuff like that. Sure, I mean which is to experience Le Mans in the Porsche curves and a right. prototype. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> an Audi of all cars. Yeah. yeah, I mean when you put that car on the edge. Now I didn't put it on the edge, but right. I mean the guys that I was riding with, they they put it on the edge. Right. When you did that, you basically you went the exact opposite direction of driver rankings. You went, hey, I'm going to race the hardest race in huh? this type of racing huh? in the world against the best team to ever do it against the car that's new in the old version mm -hmm. with a privateer team. Right. Clearly, the quote, the idea of fair wasn't in your head. You're just like, I just want to go race the car and try to do the best I can. Right. How do we get more of you guys out there? We should, we we figured that even th that car was so reliable. Yeah. You know that was, and we we figured you know it 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 could have been a you know top five, top yeah. seven car. Yeah. I mean, Lamar, your first outing. I mean, come on. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so that was that was a great experience. Uh, they had to retire the car because one of our drivers, but overall it was a great experience. Right. And you know, there you have to drive at night. You know, when you're a freshman, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, uh, of course, you know, it gets dark there around 11. Mm -hmm. 
And so they wanted to get me in the car, you know, and said, you need to do your three or four laps or whatever it was. Yeah. And, you know, it never fails. We, we, we suit up and it just starts to, to pour, right? Pour, it's <laughs> dripping. No. Pouring okay. would have been one thing because okay. that's easy. You put the reins oh, on. Oh, sure. I you see know? what you're saying. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah. kind of, well, you yeah. can't see, yep. and you've never been here at night before, and it, you don't know what the grip like is on the car. I mean, it just the first time I drove it, they told the same way. You've gotten a race in the, in, over here, you know, and then obviously you went to Europe. You guys did the WC, mm -hmm. done Le Mans. Right. What's the difference between racing overseas and racing in North America as perceived by a gentleman guy? Well, kind of interesting. L let's, let's take a current day scenario. Um, F1. Okay. There's two teams. That's yeah. it. Yep. Right. Okay. And Ryan Hunter Ray, who I know very well, and drove for me. He's like, just, you know, fast <laughs> he's, guy. He's, he's awesome. got it. Yeah. He's got it. He's just an awesome guy. I mean, and they, they were there was some kind of going back and forth when Alonzo did uh, Andy, and it's like, yeah, well, you have two, you know, we have yeah. a different winner every race. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, when I started racing for our challenge over in Europe and start doing that other stuff. They're good drivers. They're aggressive. Yeah. They're a lot more aggressive than American drivers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, they just, and they, if you drive in the streets and the cities over there, especially in Italy, you go like, <laughs> no, I get why they're doing that. Right, right. Because, I mean, they're on you, honk. I mean, right. so they're, they're good. They're yeah. more aggressive. Right. Um, and I think that motorsport over there is a little more uh, defined. Yeah. And it, they get into it earlier, but. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. I, I'm not taking away from the American drivers, but right. I would say in a whole, they, uh, it's it's just they're 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 aggressive, right. and yeah. uh, they're serious about it. Right. Yeah. Who would make driver choices for you guys? Would it be you, or would it be Jeff? Would it be David? On f for or like who? when you're picking a your all-star Daytona 24 lineup. That was. Uh, David and Jeff do the, who are the usual suspects, if you will. Copy. You know, okay. and uh, they would run it by me. And, I mean, the the talent that we were able to get at that period of time, you know, yeah, maybe yeah, one-tenth like, or, you yeah, know. Yeah, what are we talking about? And it's <laughs> more like who, you know, who yeah. really fit in. Who, who did culture. David want in on the team? Right. Copy. You know, right. because a lot of the guys that we brought in on the big races, you're not here. You're here to do a job. Yep. Right. Yeah. We don't need. There's no extracurricular yeah. activities. Plug and play. Yeah. Yes. Thing. That's right. Yeah. And you just do what we ask. Yeah. Right. And we expect you to be a professional. Right. And and this is what our goal is. And we were always clear on what the goal was up right. front. Right. You know, it's it's about winning, but you know, there's there's other there's other aspects to yeah. it. But uh, for the most part, they did that. Got and uh, I had some suggestions every once in a while, but what I learned. You know, when I would see somebody in the paddock say, like, he's really good and this and that, I had to kind of just pull myself back and say, you know, yeah, let let them. This yeah. is what I pay you guys to do. You are the right. professionals. And that's the great thing about Brown and, and Stone is the experience. Yeah. It just, it's like in anything. The experience that they had, they just, they'd been around for so long yeah. and seen so much. And most of the time, their experience drove the right decision clearly you got to deal with all the that you have on your plate right. now 
You clean your plate, though, really well. Yeah. I'm impressed. Yeah. It's a good salad. Oh, it's yeah, great. It's a great salad. It's a great place. Yeah. This is a great place. They're actually, they're actually Irish. Irish. Yeah. <laughs> when we called yeah, ahead, they I was like, so excited when I heard the accent. So, <laughs> what did you do? Just get on there and start oh, I'll trying tell you to the find story. a place? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, when I tagged you, so like, okay, let's yeah, find a place I, on Wall Street. I, well, so I, much like yourself, I'm up at 5 a.m. And, uh, <laughs> or, or we got into our hotel at like 2 a.m. last night. So, I may have set my alarm. Right. Um, knowing you might text early. And uh, literally, my alarm went off and you texted a minute later. So, I was like, oh, I got that right. And, uh, and so I knew I only had like 20 minutes to sort of have your attention before you were on to the next nice. thing. And so, yeah, I was figuring it out on the spot. Trying Wasn't to that I don't know Wall Street when I was listening to that thing about uh, Whittington, it was like, is he oh. coming? He's not coming. Oh, yeah, dude, like, yeah, that, that like 40 minutes away. You were like, like, we got to get down there. You're like a junior Whittington. Yeah, you're like a junior Whittington. Yeah. We'll <laughs> give you, yeah. you didn't tell us suddenly like, no, a different city altogether. <laughs> Don was go back like, to the original. He was like, I'll be in Jacksonville tomorrow. We're uh -huh. like, all right, but what if he doesn't? Yeah. Thank God we did that. Yeah. Yeah, so we went Daytona halfway yeah. through, and he called us from Fort Lauderdale the next morning like, where yeah, where are you guys coming? Like, well, where are you? <laughs> Fort Lauderdale, where else? <laughs> like, uh, Never mind. Jackson. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I told you this, but we were halfway through Pennsylvania when you texted this morning. We drove back. Yeah, we came and back for you. Yeah. So. Um, wow. Yeah. So, man, I, I I didn't mean to, like, give, leave you hanging, but oh, I, you said you were in Stanford. And I thought you were in Connecticut. I was like, oh, they're right this No, we were. And so you guys took off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're going like, like, this guy ain't going to call. Kind of. He's fucking yeah, fucking that, with that, that was it. Like, <laughs> that was that. We actually were kind of hoping that you wouldn't show up. At all, like you wouldn't call or anything. You just right. wouldn't show up, and, and then we'd be like, "Got us!" Yeah, yeah, totally got us. I knew it. We were okay with that. We yeah. were willing to drive. What, what's the round trip now going to be like? Oh, ten hours. It's going to be a ten-hour trip. Uh, we were willing for it. We were happy to do a ten-hour drive for, for the, the story. Gym. For the story. Yeah. For like the. Oh yeah, he totally didn't show up. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's the level of uh, insanity you're dealing with right now. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Who is the worst guy you ever had? <clears throat> On driving. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I know who it is. It's that f***ing guy from France. Um, oh, what? It's not Bushu. No, 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 no. No, no. What's his name? He's goofy. Oh. That drove for you? Uh, yeah, he drove for oh, us. He drove day. us for one race uh, at La <laughs> and I think it was 12, and we hired him and fired him the same weekend. Wow. Um, and he he, he, was, he was good. He yeah. he was you know he was a pretty big name. I'm was trying he like an F1 guy. No no he drove. Uh, was it? Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Jack off. Well. Yeah. Did you ever party with him? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not after he tried to kiss me. Whoa. Okay. Oh, you know he just he just he's, he's he French. was just different. Yeah yeah. And it was <laughs> it, it was funny. It was funny because you know Bouchou's there. And then David and, and, and Brown, you know, they thought, yeah, this might be a good fit. <laughs> Not. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, he f***ing wrecks our car. Right. Nice. And, and him and, and Bushu dueled out on on, uh, on qualifying. Old man Bushu kicks his f***ing ass. Nice. I mean, you know, like by two tenths. You know, oh, which, wow. You know, that and, track, yeah. And even Bushu says, I gave it everything I can. <laughs> <laughs> How was Bourdais with the team? Bushui. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So he's he's 
He was good. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, when we bring those guys in for those, it, it you know, it was – it, it was it was a little clunky at times, okay. uh, but it wasn't bad. And it was because early on when we would we brought a lot of guys in, kind of test them. I mean, it was just kind of. But so we're at Daytona, and it's night, and Bourdais in the car and running strong laps, and then Bouchou's getting in right behind him, and the I think they were talking about where the brake bias was or something, and. They, they fucked with each other. <laughs> oh, they were those guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it was obvious. And so Bushu thought the brake bias was somewhere, and he fucked with him. And okay. so he's going to the fucking bus stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you know, and he hit Chrome. Oh, oh, never guess. This was, this was Bourdais. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. No, no. Oh, this Bouchou. was Bouchou hit. Okay. Because, because you know, Bourdais coming in, and everything's great, and the car's awesome. Yeah, and right, right. Where's, you know, it's. What, whatever. Right. If it's supposed to be at 100, say it's just 40, man. It's awesome. And uh, it, so that was, uh, so he got Gunselman. Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He got Gunselman. <laughs> was uh, was level five a partying team after the fact? Like, did you, you guys ever all go out and have a good time after the races were over? Obviously, a lot of things to celebrate throughout the years. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, we would have an annual Christmas party. Oh, cool. Uh, for everybody on the team, and we had that one. T- we had it in Spain one year. Oh, we Jesus were all Christ! O- well, we were all over there. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, yeah, okay. okay. We were all over there. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you had to we, level five the no, Christmas party. No, no, okay. we had. We were all over there, and then at Petit Le Mans was the, was you know, well, after the season and, and you win. I mean, man, it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then out. you got that nice party the next night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. that that was uh, because again that the whole purpose of that was to win the championship. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. it, was, it wasn't just go out there and, hey, let's have some let's fun. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. I mean, it was. We came to play. And, you know, a lot of the people on the team, now that I talked to them after all this, you know, they said they felt a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, because they knew what the goal was, and there was nothing denied to them. So well, there the, was no excuses of like, whoa, the, if we would have had some, right. if we would have had this, you know. But and then the, Actually, it's funny, we're just getting to it now, but the quote that Jeff gave us, there was a term you use all the time, apparently it was non-negotiable. Uh-huh. And that was sort of the motto you always live mm-hmm. by. So mm-hmm. what, what's non-negotiable to you? Well, I don't make excuses and I don't give them. Okay. So... You would not get along with us. Right. <laughs> uh, non-negotiable. Uh, yeah, I use that because there are th- certain things in, in my life that they're just non-negotiable. Either we're going to do it right or we're not doing it. It's non-negotiable. So I, I think people, under, they, they can understand that. You know, it's not like, well, we're not going to sit here and, you know, talk about it and debate it. And they're like, no, it's this way or that's way. That's it. Take it or leave it. And... You, you can't run an organization trying to be everybody's friend. With your current situation, I'm sure when you were, everything was great, and you guys were spending money on all this racing, everybody had their hand out, they were your best friend. Mm-hmm. Did you notice anybody pull back when your name ends up in the headlines for the wrong reasons? Was there anybody that you thought, well, sh-. like, we were close, so now I don't hear from you anymore, now that the going's not so good? I wouldn't really say that. Um, fr- from what I hear... You know, I still talk to a lot of people that were on my team and stuff. Right. And there's really no different. Very supportive. And 
the sentiment that I always hear from them is that most of the people that, you know, knew who I was, knew my commitment to the sport and all that, I mean, there's no ill will. I mean, yeah. they're like, they're supportive. You know, they're not calling me up and saying, hey, Scott, right. you know, you're the greatest guy ever walked the earth. But they're saying, hey, you know, we're all racers at heart. And I think most people can understand that, you know, you have this force against you. I mean, most people, so, so, I mean, you know, nobody's going like, you know, he was a real jackass, get him out of here. I, right. I, don't, I, don't, I don't get that sentiment at all. Yeah. What about with IMSA, was there anything, when things started to get unpopular, did IMSA treat no, you differently? No, no, I, in fact, I, exact opposite. I mean, they were very, very supportive, very strong. I mean, never one wavering issue whatsoever, not. Very, very great people, very professional. Yeah, I, I think Aston, I mean, I I mean, I got along with him great. He was, I mean, yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, all right, so when you came on this, you knew what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with me, clearly. And, yeah. Uh, uh, but you also knew that there would be racers listening. You're somebody who doesn't do interviews. What's What was the takeaway you were hoping for when you showed up? Tonight. Tonight. Like, what do you want people to walk away going, oh, you know what, here's the deal with Scott. Well, I, I think it's, it's, this would be an appropriate venue for us to have this, this kind of casual conversation. Yeah. And just, yeah, like, hey, this guy, he's just a regular guy. He puts his pants on one leg at a time like the rest of us. Well, we don't have suspenders yeah. that nice. I know. They're just yeah. nicer pants. And, yeah. um, that if you love racing, he's building a team, you know, and. You know, certain things have happened. And I think most people, when you really sit back, they can kind of understand that. When, but you you got to kind of fill them in because you'll hear all these different stories. But you're hearing it from me right now. And, you know, it's not that complicated. It just it is what it is. And uh, so I, I think I think people, you know, they just I, I think they would they want to hear that. And to clear up, you know, Jeff Brown. <laughs> and the, the D-Sport <laughs> Racer Prize, like, you know, it, it, it was, it wasn't that big. <laughs> I, I, no, I but. I to differ. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, I mean, it would have been too big if it was like 45 CFD. Right. At that point. Right. Ridiculous. That point. Yeah. Okay. So, but I, no, I think it'd be a good venue to, yeah, just have a, you know, and I listened to a lot of your, your stuff, and I thought, you know, these guys are cool. I like this. And I thought it would be a comfortable way to do that. So when you texted me, that's why I got right back with you. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I really didn't do it to f*** with you. but <laughs> Well, I, you did, though. I, 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 I thought the, <laughs> the immediate response would be like, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. That's 100% what happened. Yeah. And then yeah. it immediately yeah. went to I him like, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it. That's pretty that much yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. it. Minus suspenders. Yeah. 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 If you start wearing suspenders tomorrow, by the way, I'm going to call you out. I'm going to start doing it. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah, I, know, yeah, yeah. I know you. I know what you're going to do. Okay. <laughs> um, that's what I'm missing in life. Like, that's the reason things <laughs> don't go well. And many other things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You guys, You guys probably talked to a bunch of guys that work for me on my team. I mean, they're well, I mean, they're like still they still in the paddock. Oh yeah, no! Yeah. Like in every time I ever have, um, they've all said the exact same thing. And I mean, and of course, we're going to get the they were just blowing smoke up his ass. But like, I, I I didn't make the quotes up. Everybody had the same thing. One of them was uh, the real racing story you need to know about Scott is that he was completely straight. He was a man of his word. He hired competent people, paid them what they were worth, and then he worked his ass off to get better results mm -hmm. in yeah. the sport. 
That's all he wanted. He didn't want accolades. He never asked for credit. He was never the person to say, look what I just did. And that's what you want in a, in a guy that comes into the sport the way right. he did. I mean, right. to, to quote Jeff Direct from a text this morning, he wrote, I wonder if he realizes how much fun – he's talking about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wonder if he realizes how much fun his team had doing what we got to do and how people from the team talk about it all the time. How special a team he put together and how much the crew guys liked the opportunity. I got the feeling he thought that was normal, quote, and we all know how <clears throat> and we all know it was special and a privilege to be involved. That's as simple as that. Yeah, so. no, it was – I'm starting to realize that because, you know, like this week, Petite, I mean, I, I'm getting texts from all my old guys. You know, yeah, hey, because they – these big races, they remember that. Yeah. You know, we were very fortunate in that, um, you know, we won that four consecutive times. <laughs> like, I mean uh, – you know, when you look back, you're like, really? <laughs> you know, really? I mean, because most people don't even realize what, how much work and preparation it takes to pull that off. I mean, consecutively? <laughs> I mean, just once. So. You uh, obviously uh, earned quite a, a lot of wealth in your life, so you've, I'm sure you've been able to travel and visit many parts of the world. Mm -hmm. If you could tell someone anywhere to go and the budget wasn't an option, where would you tell them? Italy's pretty nice. Yeah. And a, a lot of different parts of Italy. Uh, not only the food, is just there's nothing like it. Too bad they have no racing culture there. <laughs> right. Yeah, too right. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, you know, I, I, was, I raced at Monza. Yeah. Yeah. And, cool. it was, and unfortunately, I was able to make it to the podium. And... They still have this old book that everybody who races there and gets on the podium, you've got to sign it. Oh, cool. Yeah, wow. it was. That's it was, cool. Yeah, yeah, it was. So it's, yeah. you know, Ascari. Yeah, and all these yeah. Guys I mean, it, 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 you know, right. it looks like an old Bible. Right. You know, <laughs> might as well be. Wipe off the dust on it, and yeah, that's you cool. sign it. And uh, it was, uh, that's an incredible track. Yeah. yeah. Knowing what you know now about how everything has unfolded <laughs> and still unfolding. Would you do anything different? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. Oh um, yeah. All right. All right. We should. Yeah, we should. We should let you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and poor Dario's still waiting in the car. Yeah, we got Dario driving us to Los Angeles now at nine o'clock yeah. on a Thursday night. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. Yeah. We should give him a break. Yeah. And get going. So yeah. wow. Yeah. Good for you. So, Continental's got the check. You hit that button where that. Oh, you're you gonna play the music. Oh, we've got yeah. air. Or yeah, what's yeah. what's the? Uh, well, we've got an air horn. Do you want to do? No, you wanna, no, no. Oh yeah, you should totally air horn Scott Tucker. Yeah. In. Do you want to? You want to do it here? So we. This is my new favorite toy. I gotta turn it up. This yeah, is our okay. whole trip. My favorite thing in the world. There you go. So He's looking at you like. Uh, He's like, I'm not touching that thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was Mr. Scott Tucker, the racing side of the story. Uh, I, I don't know what to say. We really appreciate uh, Scott giving us the time and being so candid and, and willing to sit down with us on uh, what was a very challenging time. Again, that was literally mid-court case that uh, he sat down with us. And, of course, you're uh, kind of only a Google search away from learning the results of that uh, trial on Friday. But uh, it sounds like things are still kind of ongoing, uh, but that's sort of details that 
that we don't need to get into. So anyway, we'll uh, play this out again for those who are interested in sort of the business and legal sides of what's going on with Scott. Uh, stay tuned to our next episode. As we discussed at the beginning, we kind of decided to separate those into two episodes for reasons that I think are pretty obvious. Uh, this was about racing that you just heard. And Anyway, so uh, let's move on with some music. Uh, this is Children of Eden. This is a song uh, that they submitted. We don't know them, but uh, it's a song called Stop, and uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. <laughs> 